the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... What is that passage from one of the best-written novels of our time? Then wear the gold hat, if that will move her, till she cries, lover, gold-hatted lover, I must have you. Yes, the gold hat, the golden lover, the man of gold, 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 purest gold. With gold, a man can drive the world. Any sort of man at all. A saint, a sinner, a wise man, a madman. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, as long as you show us the color of your money. I'm sorry, Mrs. Payne. He's dead. No. He was shot because he was having an affair with a nightclub singer. She was supposed to be a girlfriend of some racketeer. That's impossible. Are you saying your husband wouldn't have an affair? How could he have an affair with a girl who sings in a nightclub? He, my husband is, he was an atomic scientist. Our mystery drama, The Bright Golden Murders, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tammy Grimes. metal, it has some uses, but not nearly as many as, say, copper, iron, tin, or even lead. And what is there you can do with it? Well, in bygone times, it was used for ornamentation, but in these dangerous days, you'd be foolish to wear it in public. When you come to think of it, there isn't really very much you can do with gold, except lock it up in a safe place and contemplate the idea of it. It is about 1 a.m. Mr. and Mrs. Ellsworth Payne have retired for the night. <gasps> oh, it's the phone. Oh, yeah. I'll get it first. Don't bother. It's right over here. Hello? Hello? Who is it? I don't know. There's no one on the line. Hello? There's no one on the line. Hang up. This hour of the night. Yeah. Let's get back to sleep. No, I. All right. Uh, let me answer it. J- just hand over the phone. Huh? Hello. Yes. Who? Oh. Well, now. Where? Okay. Who is that? Uh, brand new client. What's his name? Oh, it's very hush-hush at this point. Even for me? Where are you going? I have to get dressed. Why? He wants to see me. Does he know what time it is? Sure. I have a right to know. Well, I'll tell you as soon as I'm able. You can't talk like that to me, Elsworth. Uh, Doris, I have a secret here. If it were mine, it would be yours. But it also belongs to somebody else. 
And just this minute, he hasn't given me the liberty to divulge it to anyone. Why didn't you admit you got a girlfriend? Oh, come now, Doris. She phones, and if I answer, she hangs up. She calls again, you answer. She says, darling, I must see you at once. So you feed me this line about a client. <laughs> you, you don't believe that now, do you? Where else can you be going after midnight? Unless it's to see some woman. I hardly have time to see you. <laughs> what with the new acquisition and the refinancing of the company, when do I have a minute with you? Maybe that's why you have to have somebody new and exciting. Have a little faith in me, hmm? Hello. Hello, Stanley. Oh, I guess he came downtown to see Ellsworth. Uh, didn't he tell you he'd be out of the office all day? I came down to see you. Me? Take me to lunch. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, Mrs. Pettigrew, uh, tell Emil I shall be lunching in the executive dining room with Mrs. Payne. Uh, thank you. Executive dining room, indeed. Mm, we've come a long way. A cordon bleu chef. You can't imagine how it impresses the clients. Pain and plat nuclear techniques. Yes, indeed, we have definitely arrived. The question is, where? Mm, we're up there, Doris. We're consulted by all of them. Government, the big corporations. I wanted to talk to you, Stanley. Huh? Well, that sounds serious. You, uh, you want to do it now or at lunch? Now. Why risk ruining a gourmet meal? Mm, it's going to be that kind of talk. Does this new client also call you at home after midnight, Stanley? Which new client? I, uh, I guess I got my answer. Let's go to lunch. But, uh, you, uh, started this thing. Uh, Ellsworth's been getting late-at-night phone calls. From whom? Summoning him to late-at-night meetings. Where? I thought you might be able to tell me. Well, I'm afraid not. So there's nothing mysterious or hush-hush going on around here, is there? You want to know the truth? We make a federal case for security and all that nonsense, but the stuff we deal in... Well, I don't think there are 150 people in the whole world who could understand it. And the Russians and everybody else, they all know the theories. But who would be calling Ellsworth late at night? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help you out too much. I, uh... I hope it's not another woman. Maybe he needs someone he can talk to. Well, he can talk to you. About his work? I told you, there aren't 150 people he can discuss things with in the whole world. I doubt if more than a handful of them would be women, and they'd be the atomic physicist types. And I don't know. Where did he go so late at night? Even back in college, Ellsworth had certain individualistic ideas of his own. Yes. I suppose he still does. Uh, I'm sure there's a very simple explanation. You didn't have to wait up. No, no. Why aren't you in bed? If I wanted to spend all my time alone in bed, I wouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> Sorry I'm so late. It's all right. Usually about this time you're going out. Now you're coming in. It's an improvement. Oh, Doris, you know I'd never look at another woman. It wouldn't be so bad if at least you'd also look at me. Oh, it's a touch-and-go situation at this moment. Why can't you tell me? 
Because I don't want you to know. Why? Could be dangerous. If it's dangerous... It's something we just can't talk about, and that's all there is to it. Remarkable. How quickly I've become a second-class citizen around here. You'll know everything. When? At the right time. Yes, my lord and master. Now and cut that out. Mrs. Talmadge tells me she saw you at the plant today. That was yesterday. Oh, what's the difference? Shouldn't a scientist be concerned with accurate data? You do. I wouldn't be there. I didn't go there to see you. I wanted to ask Stanley a question. What kind of question? Just if he had to meet this new client of yours late at night, too. And what did he say? He said, what new client? Good. That's what he's supposed to say. Really? He sounded genuinely puzzled to me. Well, Stanley's a great actor. He was in all the varsity shows at college. Are you going to be home for dinner tomorrow? No. No. Here we go again. Taurus, it's of the utmost importance. I'm sure it is. I'm not at liberty to divulge information to anyone. After a while, I'm not even sure I'll care. Yes, uh, he, uh, uh, there's been an accident. Is he alive? He's, he's in the hospital. Where? Uh, come on, I'll, I'll take you there. C- come on. No, wait, wait, get, uh, get your coat. What, what happened? Oh, I don't know, I, I, I just got a call from the police. An automobile accident? I would imagine, I can't think of any other kind. Is he all right? I would suppose he's all right. What did they tell you? They didn't tell me anything. If, if he were dead, they'd say so, wouldn't they? Uh, I, I guess they would. Well, is this how they do it? Break it to you gradually? I I don't know. Are you telling me the truth? Uh, let's go if you're ready. How could I ever be ready for a thing like this? It's uh, down here. 287. This, this is the room. I... Are oh. you Mrs. Ellsworth Payne? I'm Lieutenant Klein, police. Are you... Yes, Lieutenant. Mrs. Payne, I'm afraid I, uh... I have to tell you that... He's dead. Yes. Oh. It's all right, Stanley. No, it isn't all right. Tell me, Lieutenant. Tell me. I know this is a difficult time for you. Just tell me. He was killed. How? He was shot. Where? Outside of Loganberry's. What? What's that? A nightclub. Oh. Why? I. Well, we're not sure. But you have an idea? Yes, but. You might as well tell me everything right now. Mrs. Payne. I have a right to know. This girl. Which girl? She was a singer. Yes? He, uh, he'd been going with her. And? She's supposed to, uh, well, they, they say she had a boyfriend who's a racket guy. Please continue, Lieutenant. 
we understand he didn't like the idea, and so he took out a contract on your husband. You're talking to me, aren't you? Mrs. Ellsworth? You're saying these things, and I'm not dreaming. No, ma'am. I'm sorry. Racket guys. Contracts. I'm not watching some late-night movie, am I? No, ma'am. Tell me the rest, Lieutenant. Be very quick. Because I know I'll have to faint very soon. Well, that's all we know. May I see him? Sure. At least you're a very wealthy widow, Doris. Yes, I suppose. And I'm glad to see you're up and around finally. You can't sit home and hide from the world forever. That's true. You're still young. You should get married again. I came here to get some things from uh, from his office. Mm, I figured you'd want to do that, so uh, it hasn't been touched since since that night. I kept you from your work long enough. Oh, anytime, Doris. Now, you go right through this door. Thank you, Stanley. You've been a true friend. <sighs> Just as he left it. Just as he left it. Mrs. Payne. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry I startled you. How are you, Mrs. Talmadge? All right, for an old lady. You're not so old. Time I've retired. What with Mr. Payne gone, I don't want to break in a new boss. Yes. Mrs. Payne, I have to talk to you. What is it? He was a wonderful man, your husband. Yes. But he shouldn't go to his grave with a lie told about him. A lie. And you shouldn't bear the hurt and agony of it either. That was a terrible thing in the media about him and that nightclub singer with the jealous racketeer boyfriend. Not a word of it was true. That is not why he was killed. He wasn't involved with... No. He was killed because he knew too much. About what? Well, what was he connected with? Atomic energy. What did he know that was too much in that particular field? Who can say? We're dealing with the most abstruse and yet the most important of all the sciences. Let's just turn down the current for a few minutes and then up to full power when we return with Act Two. in the most unexpected places. Your husband is a new... so highly technical that less than 150 people in the whole world can understand them. Suddenly, it is revealed that he has a whole other life. He was the lover of a nightclub singer and is assassinated by her jealous gangster boyfriend. Then you're told that the story is just a blind. The real story is something else entirely. About... What did he know too much, Mrs. Talmadge? He was about to step on some powerful toes. Whose? I... I don't know. Then what are you trying to tell me? Oh, just believe me. I was aware of things going on. I knew that he had done something so... so revolutionary. I mean, so... 
Well, it was incredible. But what was it? You're, you're not going to believe it, but it's true. I was able to piece it together from random bits of conversation that he'd be having with various mysterious people on the telephone. He received mysterious telephone calls? Oh, yes, yes, all the time, just before he died. It had to do with what he was working on. He had found a way to to turn base metals into gold. What did you say? Yes. He could turn lead into gold, iron into gold, any cheap, plentiful metal into gold. Oh, no. No. Oh, you think I'm crazy? That's the old fable about the alchemists. My dear Mrs. Payne, scientifically they were right. They didn't have the technology to do it. But now you can transmute one metal into another. What do you think happens when you have an atomic explosion? But how did... Theoretically, no one denies it's impossible anymore. Just fabulously expensive. He was perfecting a way to do it cheaply. That's why he was killed. By whom? By powerful interests. He would destroy the value of gold. Yes. Well, uh, it's been good talking to you, Mrs. Talmadge. Please, don't dismiss me as a senile old crank. I know what I'm talking about. I loved your husband. He was... He was such a wonderful man. I don't want him to be remembered as someone who was murdered because of a tawdry affair. Believe me, he was working on this. He was... He was practically there. They had to kill him. They? There's a they. A mysterious they... And they run the world. Believe me, they killed him. Ah, oh, the poor woman. What can I tell you? Theoretically, she could be right. It's possible. Oh, of course, but to make gold that way would cost thousands of dollars an ounce. She said... He had just about completed a technique to do it cheaply. Doris, she had a terrible crush on him. She'd be happier if he died in some great scientific cause. That thing she's talking about is absolutely impossible. Mrs. Payne, I know nothing at all about physics and such. But she seems so sincere, Lieutenant. And she insists that the gangster jealousy thing is just a cover-up. If she's right, it would be a police matter. Would you ask her some questions? No. What sort of questions? I don't know. That's why I need your help. You have experience in asking the right ones. Apartment 5L. Here's H and I. J and K. There's L. Hey, wait. What's that smell? Gas. Yes. Run downstairs, find a phone. Call an ambulance. I'll get the door open. 
dead. Oh. There's nothing I could do. She died before we got here. Oh. Yeah, it happens with all people. You put a pot of water up to boil, fall asleep, boils over, drowns out the flame, and the gas just keeps coming. That's funny. Now that she's dead, I believe her. Yeah. But if there's anything to her story, it all dies with her. Maybe not. Perhaps I can tackle this from another angle, Lieutenant. Yeah? My name is Doris Payne. Is it? You're Cleo Fuller. I was Ellsworth Payne's wife. May I come in? Sure. Why not? Will you uh, answer a question for me? Depends on the question. Were you having an affair with my husband? I was. I don't believe it. So? Don't believe it. It can't be true. You mean you don't want it to be true? Please, tell me. Look, sister, you got your pride. That's what you're fighting for, isn't it? No. If you don't want to believe he was having a thing with me, don't believe it. Forget it. Besides, it doesn't matter anymore. He's gone. And when a guy's gone, move along to the next one. There's something here that's more important than my vanity. I wonder what that could be. Please, tell me the truth. I told you the truth. He went for me in a big way. He was going to ditch you and move in with me. What do you think of that? It, um, it isn't true. Please, tell me the truth. Look, you're a nice woman. Take my advice. Go home. Forget it. I have to know. You don't have to know anything. The less you know, the better off you are. Now get out of here. Don't get into it any deeper. Into what? Just take off, will you? She was terrified. Oh, I wish I knew what to tell you, Doris. There's something there, Stanny. I know it. I could see it in her eyes. There was terror. Oof. Maybe she just wanted to do something nice for you. Nice? Oh, she saw how shaky you are. She said to herself, why not give you a break? Imply that maybe your husband may have died of... Oh, a worthier type of death. I, I, I'm sorry I had to put it that way. I just wish I knew what to believe. Is it so hard to believe the obvious? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'll just have to accept reality. Whether I like it or not. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to keep bothering you like this all the time, Lieutenant. Oh, no bother, Mrs. Payne. Besides, it's a slow day. I, uh, I went to see Miss Cleo Fuller, and mm -hmm. uh, she's hiding something. How do you know? I don't know. I just get that impression. Hmm. Well, maybe it's because you want to get that impression. I'm allowing for that. But you're a cop. You can tell when you're being lied to. Not all the time. If she was nervous with me, she'd even be more nervous with you. Well, I might have a little chat with her at that. She lives at the Charway Arms. It's an apartment hotel. No sooner said than... Uh, look up the Charway Arms and get Miss Cleo Fuller. Find out if she's going to be home. And we'll see what she has to say for herself. I, uh, I know I'm right. I know Ellsworth was killed for a reason that had nothing to do with women. All I need is just one little piece of evidence. You say, uh, 
Miss Fuller was scared. Oh, yes, she was terrified. Excuse me. Klein. Yeah? What do you mean they don't know? Okay. Check out that nightclub, Loganberry's, where she worked. What is it? Miss Cleo Fuller left the hotel. She moved. Where? They don't know. She left no forwarding address. That's... It's impossible. That's the story. Klein. Yeah? Okay. We just called Loganberry's. Guess what? She quit. Called them on the phone this morning and said she was leaving. For where? She didn't tell anybody. But she must have told somebody. No. I can't believe it's all coincidence. Mrs. Talmadge dies accidentally when a pot boils over on a gas stove. Those things happen. And now Creole Fuller just vanishes? Those things also happen. Lieutenant, they say my husband was killed by a jealous lover of Creole Fuller's. But Mrs. Talmadge, who tells me there's a far more insidious motive for his death, suddenly dies. Creole Fuller, the only one we know of who could really tell us if Ellsworth was having an affair with her, simply disappears. Can you accept this as a natural course of events? Look, even if I didn't, what could I do about it? I have absolutely no leads. I don't know what to ask. I don't know who to ask. Let me ask. My husband is shot to death one night. The next morning, the papers, the media says that he was the lover of Cleo Fuller. What I want to know is, who started that story? Who? Somebody had to feed that story to the press. Excuse me for a little while. Where are you going? I'm back, Lieutenant. What do you got there? I went to the library. I had copies made of the news stories that appeared the morning after Ellsworth was killed. They all say the same thing. Well, that's probably because it's the same story for all of them. Here it is. Scientist Lane. Ellsworth Payne, noted physicist and partner in the important nuclear research firm of Payne and Platt, was shot to death early this morning in front of Loganberry's, an east side nightclub. According to witnesses, Mr. Payne was waiting for a taxi when a car passed by and the occupants fired a fusillade of revolver shots at him. Mr. Payne fell to the sidewalk dead. It is believed that Mr. Payne was murdered because he was having an affair with nightclub singer Cleo Fuller. Miss Fuller is reputed to be the girlfriend of a notorious gangland leader. Well? What kind of story is this? It is believed that Mr. Payne... Miss Fuller is reputed. Where are the facts? The hard facts. How do they know? Oh, Mrs. Payne, these things are easy enough for reporters to run down. But when do they have time? These papers are on the streets just a few hours after Ellsworth was killed. Oh, Mrs. Payne, just because you didn't know... Well, you know, the, the wife usually is the last to find out. What I'm trying to say is that the affair between Cleo Fuller and your husband could have been common knowledge. Then why wasn't it in any of the gossip columns? I can assure you, Lieutenant, that if this thing has been as, as you say, common knowledge, I have some very good friends who would have felt it their duty to let me know. And that's just the whole problem here. We're dealing with hunches and theories. We don't have anything to go on. Why are we up against a stone wall everywhere we turn? Why are we constantly being checkmated? You are implying that somebody's deliberately plotting against you, Mrs. Payne. Don't put it that way. 
That's how you talk to people who are not in their right minds. Is that how you classify me, Lieutenant? Why don't we give him a few moments to think about the answer? And we might use the time to think about it ourselves. It's possible to say a great deal for either side. Life is a journey, as the philosophers say it is, then we're always moving forward or backward, depending on your point of view. In any event, our movement is constant, and the place we have just left behind is always the past. And since we are bewildered by the present and have no guarantee of the future, the past is all we own. Little wonder, then, that so many of us try to shape it according to our own very private needs. Just exactly what are the police doing now, Lieutenant? We are trying to run down various leads. Such as? These things are very complicated. Why? The story is, my husband was shot because he had made some gangster jealous. Which gangster? We don't know. Why don't we know? Because it's all rumor. You mean the media went ahead and printed and broadcast rumor? Unsupported rumor? Mrs. Payne, sometimes you just can't... You just can't what? Win. Fine. Hello? I would like to talk to the editor, please. My name is Doris Payne, the wife of the late Ellsworth Payne. Yes. He's in a meeting... Please have him call me. My number is 555-2908. Um, is this the Gazette? The editor, please. In reference to those stories you printed about a man who was murdered, Ellsworth Payne, I want to talk to him about... I'm, uh, I'm Mrs. Ellsworth Payne. Well, when will he be in? I see. Thank you. Stanley, you have to help me. If I can. It's about Ellsworth's murder. What can I do? I can't get anywhere with anybody. I'm against a stone wall. It's a barrier of silence. Well, Doris, I... I I believe Ellsworth found a way to turn lead... Base metals into gold. I know what it sounds like, but don't fight me. I won't. And don't patronize me either. He had incurred some very powerful enemies. Are you following this? All right. They found out Ellsworth had perfected this process. Mm-hmm. How was he able to... Uh... The facilities are in this plant. The know-how was in his brain. What he created could revolutionize the economy of the world... Unbelievably powerful forces felt they had to stop him. So they got this nightclub singer to say she was having an affair with him. Oh, Doris, Doris. Killers were hired. Stories were planted with the media. Do you actually believe this? Yes. Please help me. I'm nobody. And I can't find out anything but you're Stanley Platt, chief operating officer of Payne and Platt. You have friends, contacts in the highest places. Nobody pushes you around. Get this thing moving for me. Doris, I... People, 
people won't be tied up in meetings when you call. Please, Sandy, do it for me. Even if he is in a meeting, Miss Powers, just tell him it's Doris Payne. I won't need more than a minute. Yes, Doris. Any results? Uh, these things take time. It's been a week. It's only been a few days. Did you get to anyone? Uh, yes. Who? Various people. What did they say? It will be, um, looked into. And? And they'll let me know. You'll call me as soon as something develops? Absolutely, Doris. Just a minute. Hello, Mrs. Payne. Lieutenant Klein, please come in. Do you have any news for me, I hope? Uh, no, I'm afraid I don't have any news at all. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, it was just in the neighborhood. I thought I'd drop in to check up on you. Check up on me? Well, yeah. Just what does that mean, check up on me? <laughs> you know, see how you're getting along. Then why didn't you say that? Why did you say, check up? Well, uh, Check up on what? Well, I only said that... What because... am I supposed to be doing that you're to check up on me? Mrs. Payne... Who told you to check up on me? Are you part of it, too? Part of what? Whatever it is. It's big enough. It can take in everybody. Even the police. Hey, Mrs. Payne, look... Why didn't I see it before? The first time I met you was at the hospital. You were the officer who told me Ellsworth was dead... You didn't know him. Isn't that right? Yes. Had you ever heard of him? No. He'd only been killed an hour before. Yet you knew he was supposed to be going with Cleo Fuller and a jealous boyfriend. Whoever he is was the one who shot him. How did you know all this? Well, I, I heard it on the radio in the car coming down. I don't believe you. And now you want to check up on me? I don't care if you are a police officer. Get out. Get out of my house. Why did you blow up at that detective? How do you know about it? He told me. Oh, he told you? Well, he knows I'm a friend of yours. Are you a friend of mine, Stanley? Oh, please, Doris. I think you're in on it, too. In on what? It. The thing. You have to be. I tell you about Mrs. Talmadge's suspicions. The very next day, Mrs. Talmadge dies. Suddenly. Doris, you cannot take a coincidence. I tell you, I saw Cleo Fuller... And how frightened she seemed, the next day she disappears. How do you account for it? I'm not supposed to account for it. Was she killed or just hidden away? You're part of them, Stanley. Who? They. That small group known as they. (sighs) They own everything. They control everything. Doris, you don't know what you're saying. You and Ellsworth were in it together. Ellsworth, he always trusted you, made you part of everything. You both worked on. At night, you took turns. You were the one who would telephone late at night from here because you wanted Ellsworth to rush down and check out a reaction or whatever. Doris, do you have an idea, any idea at all of what you're saying? Oh, yes. But they got to you. And you betrayed him. You betrayed your best friend. You sold him out. Doris. Doris, you look at yourself. You listen to yourself. Oh, Stanley. 
What's happening to me? You... You need help. I mean, is it me? Am I talking, saying those things? Oh, Stanley. What's going to become of me? Dr. Cole, I... I don't know what to think anymore. Mrs. Payne, obviously a battle is taking place inside you. Now, what are the stakes? Is it possible that I refuse to accept the idea that that Ellsworth was unfaithful to me? Does my pride revolt against it? Does it? Have I constructed this, this elaborate fiction to save my self-esteem? Well, have you? I'm trying to think. She started it. Mrs. Talmadge. But she worshipped him. She was senile. But that's just a nice way of saying she was crazy. She was, you know. But he wouldn't let them fire her. Yes? She could have let the pot boil over. It happens every day, doesn't it? Hmm. It could happen. And the nightclub singer disappears? Why is it a cause for intrigue? Perhaps... Perhaps her boyfriend was unwilling to forgive her. Perhaps. And a nightclub singer would be just the person to call him late at night. It would be the only time they could meet. During the day, he was working. And in the evening, she'd be working. So if she wanted him, she'd call him after midnight, when her act would be over. Mm, It sounds logical. Mrs. Payne, had he ever been unfaithful to you before? Yes. But it didn't mean anything. Besides, why am I making this kind of a tempest? Now that I must face myself, clinically, I'm not sure I was even that much in love with him anymore. Hmm. Now then, this mysterious cabal, this secret omnipotent group that can buy out the whole world and everyone in it, do you believe it still exists? It may exist for all I know, or even care. As far as I'm concerned, it's irrelevant. It had nothing to do with my husband's death. He was killed because he took liberties with the wrong man's woman. Now, I feel so much better. Come in, Stanley. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're better. I'm fine. Mm. I just had a bad dream, that's all. Good. Well, I'm here to help. I've decided to give up the apartment. I didn't need such a large place. Well, of course not. There's the room Ellsworth used as his study. I won't need that anymore. I hadn't been in there since... Well, you know. I know. Well, I'm here with a station wagon. I'm ready to help you move some stuff out. I'm going through his desk. I found some papers and things that you might want to take back to the office. Come inside. Oh, sure. Ah, yes. I remember this room. Ellsworth and I used to have so many conferences in here. I used to bring in the coffee. (laughs) We were such close friends. Can you ever forgive me, Stanley, for some of the things I said to you? Oh, please, forget it. Accusing you of being part of some fantastic conspiracy? These things are best forgotten. It's so good of you to say that, Stanley. Well, this whole idea of making gold. As a chemist, I'd say it's at least a thousand years in the future. (laughs) Do you know who'd be the first to laugh at it? 
Don't tell me. Ellsworth? Of course. And that's the cream of the jest. Yeah. All these papers you got bundled up, they're uh, ready to go? Yes. Anything else? Just the drawers on the left-hand side of the desk. Uh, well, why don't you empty them while I uh, take these down to the wagon? Go ahead. Okay, I'll be right back. Well, these don't look too important. Now, what's in this envelope? It seems to be... It looks like... Oh, quiet. A piece of... What does the note say? Stanley, we're on the right track. It works. As you can see by the sample, I finally put it all together. Now, let's keep it quiet. Yeah. Very much more, Doris. Um, uh, uh, just a minute. I'm, uh, I'm looking. Well, I got uh, plenty of room in the wagon. No, no, there's nothing else that would be of interest to the business. Just, um, just, just some personal stuff of his. I'll get rid of it. Doris, uh, are you all right? Why? Why shouldn't I be all right? Well, you appear to be a little flush. It's, uh, it's warm in here. The room's been shut up for so long. Oh. <laughs> you had me worried for a minute. Worried? Hmm. Lately, until just recently, you hadn't been behaving in a rational way, I was afraid. No, Stanley, don't be afraid. I'm over it. Absolutely and completely over it. There's only one way to live, and that's rationally. I must say, you've always been a sensible girl. Yes. And I intend to keep on being a sensible girl. After all, why rock the boat? All you can do is get seasick. That's a philosophy of life. Rock the boat and get seasick. Stick your neck out and you risk losing your head. Of course, if everyone were like that, the world might never get anywhere. But there are many people who would be just as happy to stand pat. Not me. I shall return shortly. forces, nameless theys, who make all the crucial decisions. Whether we know it or not, like it or not, they call all the tunes. Is it true? If it is, it's not a new theory. After all, our ancestors believed in a pantheon of jealous gods who arbitrarily decided everyone's fate. Today, those gods have become unknown theys, but instead of being immortal, they're human beings like ourselves. Does this make them better than the ancient gods? Worse? About the same? Our cast included Tammy Grimes, Russell Horton, Martha Greenhouse, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams.